Money FM 89.3. Best of lunchtime. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Go only on Money FM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust right here on Money FM 89.3. And in light of the coronavirus care and other influenza outbreaks happening globally around the world today, I thought it will be timely to talk about how we should behave and what we should be doing while we are traveling and if we get sick. Come to think of it, what should we do to avoid getting sick when we are traveling? Joining me today is Dr. Chester Lon, resident doctor with DTAP Clinic Group. Good afternoon, doctor. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. No problem, doctor. Now, uh, doctor, we are facing this scare uh, of a coronavirus and other uh, viruses spreading all over, but there must be ways for people who are traveling to, well, avoid getting sick. What uh, steps do you think uh, people should take? Well, it's very important uh, to start your traveling planning even before you travel. So before you travel, the most important thing is to uh, stay healthy mm-hmm. before your trip uh, and visit your doctors to get your vaccinations as well. Uh, that is an extremely important thing. Which I have done at the DTAP clinic before going to North ah, America. Yes, yes, so that's... I think I avoided that winter uh, flu virus, yes. which I always get. Mm-hmm. So the uh, flu vaccine actually changes every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's dependent on whether or not uh, you're going to the Northern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere. Right. So you should get the appropriate vaccinations for that as well. Uh, so that's one thing to get vaccinated. And more than just influenza itself, there are other things that you can get vaccinated for. So on the uh, American CDC, Center for Disease Control website, you can actually go and look at a list of vaccines that you should get for any country in the world. Mm. Uh, and yes, you can ask your doctor to review that website and get your vaccinations in check. Mm. Are, are, are those vaccinations all available here in Singapore? Yes. So uh, most the majority of the vaccinations uh, you can get uh, at your regular sort of GP clinic. Uh, but if there's a very specialized vaccine that you need to get, the uh, Tantok Singh Travelers Clinic will definitely have the vaccine. Yeah. So you can call in to make an appointment. I think they're open on weekends mm. on Saturday mornings as well. So you can just call to make an appointment. Okay. When I was telling people about this uh, Northern Hemisphere winter flu vaccine that I just had, people were telling me like, yeah, but you know, it's not going to work work when you go to North America. But that's not the case, right? Because uh, this is a standard vaccination for that particular time of the year. Yes. So the uh, the vaccine, it's usually, uh, it's usually cover, it covers half of the year mm-hmm. for one year and half of the other year. Uh, so for example, a 2019-2020 version, uh, which covers, for example, the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, so you should check with your GP whether or not he has the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere right. one. Uh, the, these vaccines, they may not work 100% because it's extremely difficult for the, uh, you know, the epidemiologists and the microbiologists to predict what, what exact strains are going to be causing problems in the future. But uh, if, let's say, for example, you had the vaccine and uh, the strain you were exposed to is included in that particular vaccine, your your immune system will be able to fight off the infection. Or if you do get an infection, it will be a much milder sort of infection. So for people like myself who had uh, that uh, Northern Hemisphere winter flu vaccine in December, will I 
have some sort of protection from this current Wuhan strain, for example, or not necessarily. So Wuhan is actually a coronavirus mm-hmm. and influenza is a different sort of virus right. itself. So there is no cross uh, cross coverage in right. essence. Okay. So if you're vaccinated against the flu, uh, influenza itself, it doesn't provide you with any protection against coronaviruses. Mm. Okay. So that, that there's no cross-reactivity. Interestingly, a lot of my patients also ask, why is it that you know if they were to get the influenza vaccine, why is it that they still get you know symptoms like a common cold? Because the common cold is actually caused by other forms of viruses, not just influenza. Influenza may cause uh, these kind of symptoms, but there are other viruses that we don't vaccinate uh, you mm. against, which can also cause these upper respiratory symptoms. Okay, so your first advice is to prepare before you travel. Yes, get your vaccinations right, uh, check for travel warnings and advisories as well. Uh, and you can stock up on some medications even before you, you go overseas. Mm. Okay. Uh, Now, what happens if you are starting to feel feverish or starting to sneeze or cough like two, three days before your travel? Should you go ahead? It's about the social responsibility of a person, whether or not you want to travel. Our advice uh, as a medical profession is Mm -hmm. always if you're running a fever, if you're coughing, you shouldn't be traveling. And the reason is because on route on traveling, if you're in a crowded environment or if you're in a plane, for example, where they recycle the air, uh, the chances of you spreading whatever you have to the person next to you or the person or the people around you is much, much higher, uh, you know, as compared to like a regular person who's not showing symptoms. Would would wearing a mask in this case... uh, sort of mitigate the chances of you infecting somebody else? It probably will if you're actively coughing, if you're actively sneezing and touching your nose, etc. But there will usually be some inadvertent, uh, you know, uh, contamination of your of yourself and mm. of the people around you. So the best advice that we give our patient is postpone your travels. Postpone your travels, but that's going to cost money. So just be responsible, I think, yes. is what you're trying to say here, right? Now, speaking of that... Um, the surfaces that we touch while we're traveling, uh, for example, on the plane, when you touch the, the tray table or the seats, are they you know, dangerous to touch, especially at this time of the year when we're having this coronavirus scare? Well, the surfaces of, uh, of all objects Anything, right? yes, can actually harbor harmful bacteria. Uh, but there are some studies that have been done which shows that the, uh, the tray tables on aeroplanes are exceptionally dirty as yes, well. Indeed. Uh, some people, when they travel, they do bring along with them some sanitary wipes, or some disinfecting wipes as well, and to disinfect the area around them. Mm-hmm. You can try to do that as well. As far as possible, we always tell our patients, if you're going traveling, if you're worried about dirty environments, it's best not to touch them and then touch yourself after that. More than just influenza, more than just an upper respiratory tract infection, you are uh, you are uh, you know exposed to things that can cause gastroenteritis, for example, mm. uh, stomach flus or food poisoning. You can be exposed to things that can cause other forms of infections as well. well so, mm. touching other surfaces and touching your own face uh, is a very dangerous thing. I think that's what I remembered from the SARS outbreak as well: is that humans touch on average, uh, hundreds of times in a 24-hour period, our faces. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's the most dangerous part. Yes. So after touching something, it's always advisable that you wash your hands, uh, either with soap and water, or you can use a bit of disinfectant wipes or uh, an alcohol hand rub as well. And I think touching other people's phones as well. Try not to do that as much as possible. So that's a warning. Phones are personal. Mm -hmm. uh, So touching them could be dangerous (laughs) as well. Well, if 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 you really need to touch somebody else's phone, wash your hands before 
and doing, after and after and after uh, sorry more, more importantly and after before doing anything else right yes. okay now let's say somebody has already traveled to a certain place and then gets sick uh, what should that person be doing well, it's important when you are traveling, uh, if you do fall sick, to seek medical attention. And as uh, and when you're in a consult with a doctor, share your travel history with the doctor as well. Okay. That might be relevant in coming to a diagnosis. Uh, but before that, if let's say your symptoms are not too severe, mm-hmm. you can try self-medicating as well. A lot of people actually bring with them personal medications when they go on trips. And you can try to self-medicate if your symptoms are not severe uh, and you, know, you, you don't feel particularly unwell. Of course, if you feel very unwell, make sure you visit a healthcare professional. So how many days is the good um, barometer for this one? Because most of us will self-medicate if we get a slight fever or a flu or a cough while we're traveling. We'll take whatever medication we brought along with us. But how many days before we have to start worrying that maybe we should go to the hospital or see a doctor? Well, I think it's not just about how many days after the symptoms start. It's probably how how severe your symptoms are. So for example, if on the first day you're feeling so unwell that it's affecting your your activities of daily living, it's affecting your travel itself, then you should go and see a doctor on the first day itself. However, if your symptoms are still manageable for maybe about two or three more days Mm -hmm. and you're still not feeling better, uh, maybe on the third or fourth day, you might want to visit a doctor then. So let's say I'm feeling, you know, the flu symptoms or or a fever even. I take a medication and I'm fine for the day as long as I take my medication every four hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it goes on for like like five days. Mm-hmm. Is that a cause for concern? Well, ma- the majority of upper respiratory tract infections should clear up by about three to three. five okay. days. Uh, so if you're still feeling unwell on the fifth day, we would definitely recommend that you visit a doctor. Okay. Another thing that I want to bring, uh, ask you about, if you are, for example, sharing a room with a family member or somebody you're traveling with, how should you uh, take care of a person who is, who's sick or should you even take care of a person? It, keeping in mind what's happening around the world uh, in the last couple of weeks. Well, it's really up to you whether or not you want to be exposed to the person. Uh, if the person that you're traveling with uh, has already been exposed to something, you probably have been exposed to that particular you know, pathogen okay. as well. Okay. Uh, but the same pathogen may cause serious symptoms in a person, in one person, but it may not cause as much uh, severe symptoms in another person. If you feel that the other person is incapacitated, for example, or unable to take care of themselves, and as a traveling partner, I think you should take care of the person. However, when you're taking care of the person, make sure you don some protective equipment as well. Uh, so you can you know, wear some face mask, for example. Make sure you wash your hands before and after uh, caring for the patient. And you might want to try to minimize contact and, and spend less time with the person. So if the person needs a cup of water, get the person a cup of water and then just walk away after that. Very good advice. I'm speaking to Dr. Chester Lan, a resident doctor with DTAP Clinic Group, on things you should be doing while you're traveling traveling before you travel and if you get sick while you're on a trip. Uh, This is, of course, in light of what's happening all over the world. So now picking up on what you're talking about, these things you need to keep in mind all the time, though. If, if, If a couple are traveling together and if somebody gets sick, it is very natural for the healthier person to start caring for the one who's fallen sick. But this, in turn, might start a contamination. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's important to uh, to protect yourself. If you are falling sick, then you won't be in a good position to take care of your other partner as well. So yes, make sure you wash hands before and after uh, and try to minimize contact. Uh, if, for example, the person is actively coughing away, you might want to get the person a mask. Uh, if the person is having you know lots of diarrhea, you might want to uh, make sure the person has good hand hygiene after relieving themselves in the toilet, for example. So uh, the bottom line that, uh, well, since the start of this uh, interview is that washing your hands and washing your hands often. Um, apart from that, uh, what other ways can people stay healthy when they're traveling? Well, traveling is a very stressful thing as well. And we know that stress will decrease your oh, immunity. Yes. <laughs> so if you plan your trip well before, ahead of time, try not to rush your schedule, You know, sleep properly, drink lots and lots of water, uh, and be in a good physical condition before going for your holiday. These will put you in a much more comfortable state to enjoy your holiday as well. If you go into a holiday feeling completely exhausted, and if you stress uh, out yourself and your partners during traveling, it's likely that you guys might you know, fall sick. What Dr. Lan is trying to say here is travel like Tim. <laughs> Take it easy, right? Yes, take it easy. Because, you know, you, there's, there's no point in tiring yourself while, while you're traveling. Having said that, so you mentioned that when you're tired and you're stressed, it will weaken your immune system. A lot of people now are very concerned about this uh, coronavirus, the Wuhan strain of the coronavirus. And do you think it is a valid uh, reason that when you are so concerned that you might actually weaken your immune system in the process and be more vulnerable? Well, we know that any form of stress, mental stress included, uh, can weaken your immune system. But I think to be worried to that extent, it's a little bit extreme. Uh, more than just the coronavirus, we do see more cases of flu of the regular seasonal flu or influenza rather than coronavirus. And that is equally as dangerous as the coronavirus, for example. Uh, we have something like 3, 300,000 to 600,000 cases uh, of influenza uh, that eventually lead to death every single year. Mm -hmm. And these are just numbers that are the death cases. So influenza is something that we have to constantly watch out for as well. And if you can go for your vaccinations, go for them as well. All right. We heard it there from Dr. Chester Lan about some tips when uh, before, during, and uh, after you, you travel to stay healthy and as well as how to take care of people you're traveling with when and if they uh, get stricken by any sort of illness. Dr. Chester Lan is resident doctor with DTAP Clinic Group right here on Hashtag Wanderlust on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.